the deepest need of man is the need to overcome his his separation separateness to leave the prison of his aloneness and that's Eric Foreman. If a sense of separateness is endemic to the human condition, how much more lonely do compulsive overeaters feel their, their, their apartness? People eat occasionally for pleasure to be sociable, to comfort themselves, to pass the time. We who are food obsessed try long and hard to be like normal eaters, only to, to find that we cannot limit ourselves to the occasions. Our eating goes out um, on and on past need, past sociability, past sanity. Recovery in OA is based on the recognition that we are not and never will be normal eaters. For today, yes, I am different from those of my family, friends, and colleagues who are not compulsive overeaters, but there are thousands of people like me in Overeaters Anonymous. Um, good to see everybody. Um, I have missed the last couple of days um, with uh, some medical issues with mom, but um, I read the reading this morning and I just, I just love this reading. Um, to overcome separateness, to leave the prison of aloneness, you know, um, I'm just going to do a snapshot of the last couple of weeks. I'm still struggling with food, but last night I, I was walking upstairs and after some pretty, um, how, let's see if I can do a snapshot here. As I was approaching my one year in OA, which was the Halloween, my dear sponsor gave, recommended I read page 552 and pray for, you know, for two weeks really intently on the source of my resentments. And, um, you know, in the, as, I'm, as I'm still doing this same four step you all have been hearing about. And, um, you know, I loved reading the steps again today to be reminded that this work in this program is to, you know, ideally is to be carried out into our lives and into all our affairs, right? And, you know, um, I started the intent you know, this process of this intent prayer was specific, you know, uh, praying for everything um, that, you know, those that I was upset with, praying that they have everything they want and need and, and then some. And very shortly into this, and you all were with me when I, I think on the first, I took mom to the emergency room, disappointing, um, uh, but some things were ruled out. On the second, I was um, getting car repair and talking to all of you. And I was in my own internal hell. Um, I had completely lost it um, on Monday into my own anger, which I also see my own self-will and so on. 
And then I had the recommendation in this meeting to rake leaves. So I went home to rake leaves <laughs> four days into my prayers. And, you know, I really wanted to rake them, but I actually never got the rake in hand. So today I'm going to rake leaves. And as soon as they're not frozen to the ground, because there's a lot of leaves and I don't, and there's going to be frozen for a while here in Maine, and I don't want them to be stuck there. But the point of this, let's see, I, I, um, this idea of separateness, I, you know, I, I don't need external distractions as a reason to separate myself from those I love, because underneath this compulsive overeating remains a deep fear of remaining connected with people I love. And there are times where I still take this mind so seriously that I believe, I mean, I believe it. And then I go down this road that is just not a good road to be on. So I'm, I'm hoping, um, so, so very, so I didn't rake leaves that day, but five days into my two weeks of prayer, you know, I, I began, I was able to see not only those I love, um, I, I use this saying um, that I heard in this meeting of wanting to see those I love or even myself, I mean, it's a little modified um, quote, but, you know, as my higher power would see, like, I don't see myself a lot of times how I know my higher power sees me. I'm okay the way I am with my higher power. I don't have to pursue the approval of God, although I do want to live in a way. I heard it in this meeting, somebody said they wanted to uh, live in a way that, like, made their higher power proud. One of my favorite prayers from my sponsor is God Help me live in cooperation with your plan for me today. And a lot of cacophony just can fall away, you know, and that internal noise and the external noise can fall away when I come down, when I come to that prayer. I love that it's step 11. I love that it's November. So, you know, continued with the prayer, continue with going to meetings and then I'll be damned if it wasn't, I didn't stop praying at the two week point, which would have been, um, actually it was dad's 92nd birthday. He would have been 92 um, on Saturday the 13th, had to bring mom again to an urgent care clinic. They were lovely. And I went to a different ER, which was a much better experience. But the reason I brought her there kind of got lost because they were concerned about some other things that, anyway, the point is, it didn't take me long, although I was still praying, self-will, holy Toledo, you know, like all day Saturday was consumed with these efforts of trying, you know, to do the right thing, but really not being it. I mean, I don't know. I think it was God's will as well, but I don't know how much of it was my will until Sunday. It became very clear. Um, we had appointments to have our booster vaccines with my nearly 90 year old mother-in-law. And we ended up driving all over the Simon Hills because as we're driving hours to get her and to get the, you know, the only place we could get boosters and so on. We started getting texts of cancellations and then pulled over to like reschedule because it was still available to schedule appointments. And anyway, we just went through this hours of driving and rescheduling, getting a confirmation and then getting a cancellation. And we were like, we had no idea what was going on. We're like, okay, is this our will? Is this God saying, don't get the booster? <laughs> like, who knows? I, sometimes I just don't know how to interpret God's will, right? Because I'm in the way usually. And um, it became, we just have to keep making this absurd for ourselves. Um, and, but 
somehow, I mean, in the end, we got all the way to the town that we had these repeated appointments confirmed. And I never, it never occurred to me that they had closed the pharmacy that day because you know there was nothing on the outgoing message that said it was canceled. And there were all these people scurrying around behind the, the um, metal curtain, you know, and, and it was one of those choice points where it was like, you know, I could misinterpret this thing or, or, or make the mistake of, you know, running the interpretation of what was going on through my limited lens, which would lead to separateness. It would lead to a kind of criticism and a kind of like, oh my God, like how come they didn't have an outgoing mission? Yeah, there was all kinds of things that could have been different, but it wasn't. And instead we, we took this choice and we did it together. We're living in a, I mean, there's so much going on in the world right now that is challenging, that separates us. There's, you know, these people were scurrying about working really hard and so many places are short staffed. So many people are uh, places are dealing with, you know, active COVID with that, you know, with just so much that. Oh, I wish I knew how to put a picture on, on the, on the thing here. Um, the point is, you know, we could have gotten ourselves into an angry lather or, and, and we had this collective experience of, of bringing these principles into all our affairs. We knew those people behind the Iron Curtain were working so hard and we got very grateful that they showed up for work at all. You know, and I mean, pharmacies are so behind in so many things. And, and so my point is we landed on gratitude. Yeah, it was odd that we were driving all over the place, but hey, we got to see the end of fall leaves and how lucky that we even have a car with gas that can get us around, right? We, we just landed on gratitude and, and that and the gratitude, the practice of the gratitude is what keeps us kept us connected. It would have been so easy to get irritated with the, you know, the employees. And there's so many easy ways that, that things going on in the world right now can make me feel separate or make us feel separate. And, and yet, I don't know, the gratitude, the prayer all just felt like a remedy to that. And I, I, I'm trying, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I read the reading this morning and got very inspired about it and also about raking leaves when it's above freezing. Um, and I have missed a couple of, of appointments that I, I ended up having to bring mom back to the ER and the, um, um, and the emergency room. And we ended up just going, okay, this, this, uh, the last couple of days have been consumed with all that. And I, I've stayed the night at her place because she's incredibly understandably worried about this new onset peripheral neuropathy. She's got numbness in both feet that's traveling up the legs. Anyway, I won't go into details about that, but it's just been a moment to moment. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Somehow when I read this, um, you know, separateness is endemic to the human condition. And, you know, I have all kinds of things happening in the externals that could give me reason to my, for my mind to go down some shadowy corridors. But I don't even need those to be going on because inside myself is where I have to learn to step over the disease and the reflex to separate myself from, I think, so I think I've said enough, I'm getting all tongue-tied, which usually means it's best to pause and be quiet. Um, you know, and when it says here, you know, and, and I know that I'm a compulsive overeater 
and I'm still wrestling with what I'm allowed to eat and what I'm not. And it occurred to me last night, I've been making this abstinent dessert out of fruit. I'm sorry, I don't want to mention specific food. And as I was walking upstairs with the blender of all this stuff, I, it's actually supposed to make, I think, 10 popsicles. But I just split it with my partner. I'm like eating the quantity of an, I mean, in other words, it's abstinent. The content's good, but I'm still eating way too much. And I'm avoiding the scale in some ways because I, I've gone to a more of a once a month or every three month weight, but I did weigh myself the other day and it's way up. So I don't know, I guess I have this idea that if I put the food first, a lot of this racket in the outside world and the inside world is going to quiet. So I'm just gonna pray for the willingness to be willing because I am up close and personal to the attachment I have to foods that might not be in my best interest. So um, I think that's enough out of me. It's been, um, oh, 11 minutes. So if you can, let's see, I guess a topic is anything you need or want to share to leave here in the rooms, but also looking at ways that um, we notice we keep ourselves separate from um, being work, a worker among workers or being separate from, you know, other humans on the planet and what the remedy for that in the moment, what the practice for remaining connected and remaining in a place of, you know, becoming, what is that saying in the big book? Um, in the spirit, the light of the sunlight of the spirit. Okay. Thank you. That's enough out of me.